Welcome to Is It Bedtime Yet? The podcast for parents about mental health and the experience of being a parent. The podcast that discusses what it's like to be adults raising tiny humans that make us all ask, is it bedtime yet? Hi, welcome back to Is It Bedtime Yet? I'm Dr. Jen and I am here still remotely with Dr. Serene. Hey, Serene. Hey, Jen. I, I'm like I was like, do I say still remotely? Is that like a thing we still have to say? Or? I know we said we wouldn't, but I know. we're still saying it. I, I know it's just become our part of our thing it's now. Become, yeah, it's <laughs> the new normal, as everybody says. Ugh. But I, I guess things are changing. Yeah. I mean, everybody's super excited about things opening back up, and oh, oh, that's something I didn't tell you is that my life is changing dramatically because drum roll, please. After 13 months of Zoom school. Guess who's going back to in-person school? Ooh, when is it opening? I'm so excited. Well, things have been open, but we decided that we were going to put her in somewhere over the summer. We're like, we're all vaccinated now. We're just going to do it. So we're going to put her somewhere over the summer, but we waited too long and everything is full for the summer. So the school that her best friend is at, I like called and like begged them. They're like, oh, we have to save spots for the people who are going to be starting there in the fall, but it's a private school and we're sending her to public school in the fall. So long story short, they were like, well, we'll put her on the wait list. But then we were like, well, what if we just send her for the last month of this school year? Then then she'd have priority into the summer, like because she's already an enrolled student. So I called to ask and they're like, well, we have one spot left. So I guess we could just put her in. So Ooh. she's starting for the last month of this school year. <laughs> Okay. And then she'll and then she'll roll into the summer and she'll be there for their summer program and then she'll go to like public school for the fall. But but yay, she's starting school in one week and I feel like I could cry tears of happiness. <laughs> That's exciting. I know. I feel like everything's like that now. Like yeah. things are opening up, but not at full capacity. So right. it's like if you want to do something, you have to reserve it like months in advance. Yeah. Um I don't know. Like, I, I remember just, you know, saying like, what should we do tomorrow? Oh, let's go to like the La Brea Tar Pits, for example, yeah. here in LA. Oh, I want to go back. I know. And um, and my son wanted to go there because I think they're learning about Tar Pits. I don't know. Oh. Whatever. <laughs> like, whatever <laughs> Who cares <laughs> why? So I, I looked it up yesterday and they're like, oh, uh, we're all booked. We'll mm-hmm. have more openings available on this and this date. Check back on that date for, you know. Yeah, you like, have to like be so can't... organized and plan in advance for things now. Right. And that's mm-hmm. so not me. I'm yeah. kind, we're kind of like just like, what should we do today? All right, let's go, you know. Right. Yeah. But uh, I guess now we have to plan and yeah. Yeah, I know. We were looking at like doing the zoo and it also had the same thing where it was like booked out and you had to like plan in advance. And yeah. so, yeah, it's like a whole a whole different way yeah. of doing things now. I mean, summer programs are usually like they usually fill up pretty quickly, but like this anyway, quickly, yeah. mm-hmm. like that's – and for her age because they're, they're still pretty little. It's not yeah. like – it's not like space camp or something. Right. It, it, <laughs> but it's just regular it's school like camp. <laughs> preschool. So. Right. But that's why I was I was happy we found that loophole that I was like, well, if I enroll her now for the last month of school, then can she get in for the summer? And they're like, yeah, sure. Why not? And I was like, sweet, let's do it. <laughs> they, were, they were like, how many days of a week are you looking for? And I was like, how many are you going to give me? Because I'll take anything. They're like seven, seven days. I was like, I'll take one. If that's all you have, I'll take anything. <laughs> one, seven, 12. I'll take 12 days a week. That's fine. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I don't know what the summer is going to look like. I'm Ugh. excited that things are opening up, but it's like, well, yeah. are we actually going to get in? I know. Because there's a lot of other people also trying to get in. Yeah. 
<sighs> everybody's like hit this brick wall of like I can't do this anymore. We need to go back to the world. I know. I yeah. know. Although it's been nice. I mean, yeah. for, me, oh, for yeah. me, it's just it, it, trying to find the silver lining. It's just been oh, nice to kind of like take a break and check out. Yeah. You know? I enjoyed oh, my, my time out. Definitely. Agreed. Agreed. Ugh. So should we dive Gosh. into today's topic? Let's dive into today's topic. <laughs> well, so we were going to talk about something that I think a lot of parents feel anxious about at times. And I think it like changes throughout like the lifespan of your child, but we're going to talk about anxiety over developmental milestones. And I think what makes this topic important is that it relates to like all parents with all age children, because it starts at birth when you're worried that, you know, about meeting milestones for newborns and infants and then into toddlerhood and then into, you know, kidhood <laughs> and then like adolescence and there's always like new milestones that parents have the potential to feel anxious about yeah well i mean i guess it starts off when they're very little right and yeah. you're you're there now i'm in the the thick of it and actually it's funny because we had planned on doing this topic like last week and then stuff came up when we didn't record last week and in my head i'm like I'm like, oh, I remember anxiety about developmental milestones with my first, but like, I'm, I feel so much more laid back with the second now. And then just last week, I ended up taking my daughter to the doctor so that he could check her out because I was worried that she's not rolling over and not sitting up and not doing tummy time and like all the things that I'm like, oh, I don't have any reason to be worried about this. But I'm like, but just in case I should have the doctor just tell me that I shouldn't be worried. So even like as a second time mom who like cognitively is telling people like, I know every child meets their development developmental milestones at different ages and different, you know, like different trajectories. I was like, but let me have the doctor just tell me that too, just in case. I mean, that's definitely something I would recommend to people anyway. Because, totally. I mean, it doesn't hurt and it's something it, that could ease your mind or he might, he or she might have suggestions for you. Yeah. Um, I, I always recommend when people have que questions about developmental milestones. Absolutely. Just talk to your doctor first. Absolutely. Anyway, so I think yeah. you did the right thing. Yeah. Well, because it started off with me. I literally like, – because I was chatting with like a friend about it and they're like, well, it couldn't hurt to just like ask your doctor. So I called the doctor just to be like, I'm not worried, but like at what point should I be worried? Like at what point do I like seek like – uh, like early intervention or like PT or whatever to like help her meet the milestones that she's having tr trouble with. And then when the doctor replied with, well, I'd like to see her in person to like be able to like evaluate and see what's going on. And then all of a sudden, that's when my anxiety was like, oh God, maybe there is a problem. But of course there wasn't. The doctor was like, she's fine. Everything is fine. Yeah. You are fine. <laughs> but, you know, I think it's just a thing that happens when you are taking care of a little human and like in charge of their well-being and successes in life you worry about this kind of stuff even if you're not like worried worried is that, yeah. I guess, does that make sense no no it does yeah. it's like the the randomest things that you can pick up on I remember for me it was such a big deal with my older kid that his like dex, dex ugh, my I can't speak. his dexterity <laughs> was not great yeah um, like picking up little things like Cheerios or you know like you mm. know just the little things so like the fine motor skills the fine motor skills mm -hmm specifically with his fingers like picking things up oh with, interesting you know just yeah, like yeah. and uh, I remember bringing it up with the doctor and he's like yeah I've noticed that too but it's not like something you need to worry about it's it's fine yeah and of course 
you don't, you know, you worry. And, mm-hmm. um, but now like I, cause you know, writing and I mean, everything has to, you, your hands are so important and I, I didn't do anything about it. Cause he was like, it's fine. Don't, yeah. don't stress out, but we'll keep an eye on it. And now he has like the most beautiful handwriting and there's there absolutely no problem. He plays piano. He plays video game. You know, he like his, yeah. um, sometimes it's just nothing. Right. Yeah, and sometimes exactly. it's like you, you need to dig more and mm-hmm. see what's, what's going on. Yeah. Um, but Definitely. what do you do about your own anxiety? Right. Well, and I think, I think what you said was important to like, just let parents know first that like always talk to your doctor first. Like if you have concerns, like, right. like, you know, like bring it up with your pediatrician, bring it up with your doctor. Um, but I think an important thing, and it's so hard cause it's so much easier said than done. An important thing that I always tell parents and try to remind myself of is that it's important to not compare. Because you can't, you you shouldn't be comparing your child's developmental milestones or their trajectory to other children, or even to uh, your other children, to their siblings. Because every kid's developmental trajectory is so different, right? And it's so hard to like follow that and to remember that and to like re- remind yourself of that. But it's really important because that's something that could just drive you crazy if you're like constantly like hyper focused on well you know, so-and-so's kid met this milestone a month before mine or my older child, you know, like if I were comparing, like we were looking back at, at pictures and videos of my, my older one, my four-year-old and at the same, so my, my baby is five months old and at five months old, her older sister was like all the way up on tummy time, trying to crawl, rolling over both ways, like sitting up on her own almost. And this baby is just like, no, no, thank you. I'm definitely not interested. She'll like face plant and cry. So I think part of the little bit of anxiety I was feeling was that comparison game of like, well, my older one was doing it at this age, no problem. And why isn't the other one doing it? And so the I, I would say the most important feedback I would give parents is if you can to really try to not like fixate and hyper-focus on that comparison game. Right. Uh, especially, I mean, I, I guess it's one thing I had the flip, so I, I can't okay. relate to you because my second one did a lot more, a lot faster than the first oh, one. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but I think for me, it's the comparing to other people yeah. and comparing to other kids that was um, a bigger a bigger issue. And, and that's something we do, right? Like mm-hmm. parents brag about their oh, kids. Yeah. Even if there's like absolutely nothing to brag about, they'll just be like, oh, little Timmy sneezed today. It was the cutest <laughs> thing ever. And you're like, well, why doesn't my kid sneeze all cute and stuff? Right. Um, so you, you, you do tend to compare a lot with other people, especially I know we, we keep circling back to social media, but especially yeah. in the world of like social media and just everything being put out there and it, you know back in the 90s early 2000s it was like oh look at a picture of my kid that I keep in my wallet and now it's like on their Instagram and Facebook everything the kid is doing it's not the little picture in the wallet anymore you know right um yeah and it's hard not to compare absolutely But then on the flip side, I think something that I've found kind of validating is I know I bring up a lot like mom groups on Facebook and they could be a big source of anxiety. They could be really bad if they're used in a bad way. 
But on the other, on the other hand, like sometimes there's some like validation in that, like somebody might post something like my kid isn't doing X, Y, and Z. Am I the only one? And then like a hundred people will respond and be like, no, my kid isn't either. And so sometimes like realizing that like you're, you're only seeing people talk about and brag or, or share stories of, like you were saying, like of their kids' successes or like when they're doing something early. And so sometimes hearing other people saying like, no, my kid isn't doing that either. Or like, just because yours isn't doing it doesn't mean it's a bad thing. Like sometimes hearing that is like good validation for other parents too. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. you know, and I'm, I'm kind of thinking about like the teen and preteen years because I'm getting yeah. close to that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, inching towards that very slowly. There, yeah, he's eight, but um, it's know, coming fast though. Like right. it'll be there around the corner. Yeah, but I, I also think back to when you know I was a kid, or I see mm-hmm. teenagers now, and it's like everybody develops at their own rate, right? Absolutely. So, like one girl might go through, you know, the changes um, much earlier and there might be some like behavioral issues attached to that, right? Being like yeah. more emotional, let's say, or boys too. Um, there might be more emotional, more like distracted or, you know, all the the hormonal changes that might come along and and you're sitting there looking and thinking like, why aren't her classmates or why aren't his classmates yeah. like crying because, you know, we had spaghetti for dinner, you know, like <laughs> yeah. what, what's wrong with her, but she just might be going through hormonal changes, changes. a lot earlier yeah. or, you know, when, when, uh, or if your child is a later bloomer and she's getting mm-hmm. her period at like 14, 15 and you're like, what's, what's wrong? Is something yeah. physically wrong? Again, check with the doctor, but definitely remember that like emotional and behavioral changes are also very much attached to that and to not compare at that time. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and that actually reminded me another, another suggestion that I'd have for parents is like, while it's important to have like a vague general knowledge and understanding of developmental milestones, like maybe like buy a book that has like you know, bullet points or like explanation of developmental milestones and like the general ranges of when they happen from like, you know, infancy all the way through, you know, late adolescence. But Googling them or trying to do your own research on them can usually bring on more anxiety because you'll find things that you don't want to find or or you'll find potential problems that probably are not there. Um, like they might say like, oh, this could be an indication of, and then the list of like a million different things that it most likely isn't. So the same idea is like, don't like do a WebMD search on your, on your symptoms because it'll always end up as cancer or it'll always end up as worst case scenario. Like, I think in the same way, I'd say like, be, be mindful when you're trying to do your own research or like when you're fishing around for like, what could it mean if they're not doing something right away? Because you'll oftentimes find the worst case scenario when it likely isn't the case. So that would be another suggestion of like, talk to your doctor. Okay. So a couple of suggestions I heard so far is Mm -hmm. for sure. The first thing is to talk Talk to your doctor. doctor. (laughs) Any concerns you have. The second thing is find support. Like Jen, you mentioned your Facebook mom groups. Yeah. Um, Or even like talking to your friends mm -hmm. who have kids the same age, like, you know, just reaching out for support. Right. Um, I don't I don't know what else support could look like because I would say like talk to your spouse, but no, your spouse is probably in the same boat as you, <laughs> dealing so with the same child. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
you both need to find support um, or talk to a therapist or yeah exactly whatever resources are available to you Mm -hmm. um a school counselor or yeah anybody Mm -hmm. um what would another thing be i I would Uh, say self-care oh definitely can you elaborate on that? Because I think that's, that's a good – and we always say self-care for everything, right. but yeah. I mean, take some time to kind of check your anxiety and like don't yeah. throw yourself into more mm-hmm. shit, you know, if if you can cut back at work for a day or just take a walk or mm-hmm. I don't know about a bath because I know yeah. you, people get stressed out about – what's going on with their kids, what's going on with their kids' lives, why aren't they meeting the developmental milestones they should be mm-hmm. meeting that all the books say, you know, the sitting up, Jen, for example, yeah. for you, or it, get not getting good enough grades, whatever good enough grades yeah. look like at, for you, um, what, whatever the stressor is, just take a moment to kind of check yourself and take some time for yourself and not get swept up in that drama of like I'm failing I'm failing my child my child is failing like everything's going wrong something's wrong right like don't take it as a message about yourself Mm -hmm. and your parenting or about who your child is Mm -hmm. absolutely it could be absolutely nothing or you know again that's where the doctor comes in or the medical professional before I forgot, I was just thinking when you mentioned anxiety and like checking your anxiety, that made me think about like one more thing is especially if this anxiety is coming around like the first year of your baby's life, check in with yourself and gauge like how intense is this anxiety that I'm having around developmental milestones? Like, is it like uh, I'm worried about something? Is it like a am very worried about something or is it like a real big anxiety? Because a lot of times postpartum depression can look like anxiety or it could be postpartum anxiety and or postpartum OCD. And those things can hyper focus on things like developmental milestones. So that would be another thing for you as a parent to just kind of like check in with yourself and kind of gauge how how intense and severe is this anxiety? Does it feel like a logical, reasonable anxiety, or am I letting it spiral out of control? Or does it feel like it's spiraling out of control? And is it something that I need to check in with my doctor or a therapist about? Because that's another piece too, uh, that that could be an indication of like a bigger mental health symptom. Right. Because what we tend to do is we tend to externalize, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, the problem, this is the problem and let's focus on the problem and let's, absolutely. It, why is it like this and what blah, 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 like just about this problem. And it's, it's, it's kind of like taking a break, practicing self-care, go for your walk, take a bath, you know, eat a hot bowl of soup or cold bowl of ice cream, <laughs> whatever sensation you need. Right. And really just like, think about like, is it really about the problem right now? Is it really about, you know, my, my, my child's dexterity being a little bit delayed or, you know, mm-hmm. lacking fine motor skills right now, or, or is it about me? And right. I mean, for me personally, a lot of times I found that it's, I mean, not just for me, but like in my circle, it's yeah. usually about you as yeah, a it's parent. usually about the parent rather than about the kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's usually about like, what did I not do? Did I not get the right developmental toys? Did I not right. get them in the right after school programs to teach them math? And that's why they're right. failing. Or did I not get them the right tutor? Like whatever the reason is, it, it comes down to like this self-blame and this anxiety about like you not being good enough or doing the right things. And yeah, 
And usually when you put that aside and focus and really focus on the problem and think like, okay, well, you know, they're, they're lacking these skills and we can implement these programs or these after school activities or these services to help them mm-hmm. catch up. Absolutely. Um, so yeah. yeah. Anything yeah. else you've got to add to that? I think that's it. I think we really covered it, but I, I mean, like a lot of our episodes, I mostly just want to like validate for parents that like, if you're feeling anxiety around this stuff, like it's normal, but here's some tools that you can use and here's some ways that you can cope with it. And if you're recognizing that it's a bigger problem than you feel like you can manage, seek out resources, therapy, pediatricians, doctors, and uh, know that you're not in it alone. Mm-hmm. I mean, even, even sports, I would say, I know with mm-hmm. my younger one, COVID happened right around the time where his school would start implementing sports programs for their age or, you know, they, they could go out and like join soccer leagues or whatever. So we, we couldn't really do anything. And they're so uncoordinated at first Mm -hmm. kids, right? Like when Mm -hmm. they come out of that like toddler phase and into like childhood and especially around that five-year-old phase where they're just kind of like getting that control of their body. And we were like, all right, well, there's COVID and he's eventually going to have to develop these skills better now than never. So we found a coach that really helped him through that. And it was just one-on-one because we have to be safe, obviously. Um, But even just getting control of his body and learning to dribble and not that awkward dribble kids do where the ball is kind (laughs) of like flying around, you know, those things just to have that control of your self and your environment. Yeah. Um, which also really helps with behavior and all that stuff. So if there's something you can do, and it doesn't necessarily have to do with a medical professional, but if there's something that you're like, oh, this is something my kid can work on and Mm -hmm. I have the resources available right now, you can can reach out to those people. You know, you can check in with them and consult with them. And um, it doesn't necessarily have to be something where you're concerned about their medical, I guess, development. You know, that's true. It doesn't have to be something that severe, which I think with the first kid, it usually is, right? You're like, of course. Always. Everything's wrong. Everything's wrong. <laughs> well, and actually that's one thing that we didn't even touch on, but b- before we wrap up was that sometimes there will actually be a problem. Like sometimes you're going to worry about something and there will actually be a real problem and that's okay too. You know, the, the important thing is just identifying when there's a problem consulting with the doctors or mm-hmm. therapists or whatever you need to do right. to be able to work on that problem. And then, like you said, accessing the resources that you need to be able to work on that problem or to be able to accommodate that problem or whatever it is. So right. there's, you know, there's so much out there. Yeah. And there's, you, you can be resourceful. Absolutely. You know, even if it's something that you're noticing that's causing you anxiety about your kid, first of all, check yourself first. If mm-hmm. it's, if there's a medical concern, consult with a doctor or consult Mm -hmm. with the therapist or whoever. Mm -hmm. But if it's something also just like social development or something that like you you guys can kind of take care of at home with, I don't know, putting him in like a summer camp or whatever, whatever, right? right? To socialize more or whatever, just figure out what works best for you and your family. And exactly. um, And it's okay. It's yeah. okay to stress out. Just don't do it too much where you're like racking your brain and pulling out your hair. <laughs> exactly. It's a good takeaway. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, I think that's it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, if you guys have any thoughts about this episode or ideas for future episodes, 
don't hesitate to reach out. You can email us at isitbedtimeyetpodcast at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to check out our social media on Instagram, where is it bedtime yet podcast with underscores between each of the words. And on Facebook, is it bedtime yet podcast. And don't forget to check out our Patreon. We're starting to put more content on there. It's exclusive stuff only for our patrons. Good stuff. It's fun. Um, that's it. So for today, this is Dr. Jen and Dr. Serene. And we are still asking, is it bedtime yet? Bye.